Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi, a returning guest and group back in the studio, Family Compass. They were here sometime last year. My favorite type of interview because they contacted me and said, we want to come back in. Can we stop by? And I said, I'd love to have you. They're back. Ona Foster, their CEO, in studio with me. How are you doing? I'm great, Nick. Thanks for having us. It's good to see you. It's great to see you. How are you doing? Fabulous, actually. Fabulous. Things are rocking and rolling at Family Compass. You guys seem busy. We absolutely are. It seems like it's just taken off in the last, I don't know, eight months or so, and we ended the year really strong and hit the ground running. So is that is that what's been up? Just why the last eight months? You know, I think it's because we've built out some of our internal development structure. We have a new development team. We have a lot of new players uh, at the agency, and social media posts have skyrocketed. They've quadrupled in just the last, I guess, month or so. What and does that do for an organization? So, because people always want to have that debate, whether it's useful, whether it's not. How have you seen that process work? Absolutely. When I first came in about three years ago, a little over three years ago, the huge problem that I faced was lack of visibility, and people did not know who we were, what we did, and today that's not the case. That has changed. And so for us, it's been absolutely fantastic. That awareness, it drives your donors, it drives your partners, it drives everything about the agency that makes the agency vital. And the more vital you are, the more money you are bringing in, then the more parents and children you can serve, which is always our bottom line. What was the driving factor behind all of this growth? You're talking about mm-hmm. new plans for social media, but also hiring new people with any organization mm-hmm. like yours. That is saying something. That really means that something good is happening for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things happened. Um, We did get a grant from the Moody Foundation to add to our home mentoring program. And so we've added a, a program person there who's taking on even more cases. And then we also hired a new development director, Chad Black, and he started building out his team Um, The year before, we were the recipient of the VISTA volunteer program. And so you have to apply to be a site that takes VISTA volunteers. And we got approved to take three. And so we have three full-time VISTAs that are now in the development program. And so as our development director has built that out, he was very intentional in hiring who those folks were. And so we have someone in marketing. Her name's Kayla. She's fabulous. We have a volunteer coordinator, Sarah, also fabulous. And then we have Laurel, who's also doing Laurel is doing our events, yes. And so that's critical because right now we've got events coming up. And so... As a leader, are you realizing these were things that were... Did you realize that they were necessary? Did you feel that they were underrepresented? Now that you see these new people coming in, doing their job, doing it well, how does this How does this feel? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really both. I think that I, I knew intuitively because I was trying to do so much of the development function myself and suddenly having all of this you know, man and woman power under that has made a huge difference. 
And I didn't realize how much of a toll it was taking to not have them, if that makes sense. And so now it's things are just rocking and rolling. And that means then I can be out in the community talking with lovely people like you. How do you I was going to say, how do you spend your time now then? Yeah, So it's out now it's out meeting donors and being at events and being much more visible versus being at the agency, you know, trying to create the next campaign or the, you know, work on that next event that is going to raise the money. I've got now folks in the background doing those kinds of things, and then I can go out and build those relationships, which are really the lifeblood of any nonprofit. It's exciting. It's very exciting. You're out there CEOing. Yeah, I'm CEOing. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what Family Compass does. As sure. I mentioned, you guys were on the show about a year ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating organization, and you guys do two, you know, as far as I'm concerned, very unique work. I don't know of other organizations that do exactly the way that you guys do. What is Family Compass? What do you guys do? That is very true. We are very unique, and um, we have a sole focus on prevention. And sometimes that's a little hard to explain, but the bottom line is is that we stop child abuse and neglect before they happen. And that is our mission. Um, a lot of agencies and nonprofits have prevention work as a part of their mission, but most of them are intervention-focused, which is coming in after the crisis or the trauma and helping people put the pieces of their lives back together. And for us... And I've been a social worker for 20 years, and those interventions, that's what I've, that's the side I've been on for 20 years, and it's much needed and will never go away. But if you can come in before the train wreck happens, before the trauma happens, if you know what the risk factors are that lead to the train wreck, and you can address those risk factors and avoid it and take that family or that person down a completely different path, and you never have to put the pieces back together, I mean, clearly you can see not only the emotional benefit of that, But there's a huge financial benefit as well that we just saw. The CDC recently came out with a new study. They had an old one that said it cost about $200,000 per person that has been abused to address the effects of that abuse over their lifetime. And now they have come out and said it's $830,000 per person to address the effects of child abuse and neglect. And so if you look at, like for us alone, we just passed serving 50,000 parents and children since our inception in 1992, which is a wonderful thing. Congratulations. That's great. That's amazing. It's amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And then last year alone, we served um, 1,799 parents and children, and we do evidence-based programming. And so in the evidence-based programming, just what we are able to track we know that we helped to keep 676 children out of CPS last year alone. So if you do that math times that 830,000, are you getting it? It's like 560. I would need a calculator, million, but yes. $561 million. That's and amazing. And so it's like prevention is an investment. Not so you don't really think about the numbers. No. Uh, but that is another yeah. thing that I really like about your organization. When you go to your website, family-compass.org, you do see numbers, but you also see a lot of evidence-based research. You're, you're specifically mm-hmm. focusing on, on approaches that you know are tried and true and tested, and that's a big portion of what Family Compass does. Yeah, absolutely. And we know why child abuse happens. And there, there's three main factors, and particularly when they're combined – they absolutely can lead to child abuse and neglect, and that is how parents were raised themselves, the level of stress in their lives, 
and their living conditions in their home and environment. And so when you take those factors and you address those factors through your programming, which is what we do, then that's how we keep families out of the system. And the two types of programming we have are in-home mentoring, where we're hands-on with families in their homes, working with them around parenting and any other needs that they may have. Because if you can't put food on the table or you've got domestic violence going on or some sort of something like that happening in the home, you certainly can't work on our curriculum that we're bringing out. So it's a kind of a wraparound inside that family unit. And then we also do parenting classes. And we have a number of partners out in the community, and we go out and do parenting classes Homeward Bound, Salvation Army, we go into the jail, and we do very intentional parenting classes that are also accredited and evidence-based. And so it's that, it's a combination, they work in synergy, so I can really learn classroom style, and then I get someone coming out into my home, rolling up shirt sleeves and getting down on the floor with me and my child, and I mean, it really works. It really changes people's lives. Seems to be the only way that you would really be able to effectively make change this Mm -hmm. way, the in-home. That's the one that I find to be the most interesting and why you guys are so unique. Actually having somebody come in the home and give you hands-on training and figuring out how to be a parent. Because I think a lot of this, let's not forget the ages that we're dealing with. What ages are are you dealing with as far as the parents are concerned? Yeah, you know, between our programming, we deal with all ages. So I will, you know, say that. Um, What we often find in our home mentoring program here in Dallas, for example, are the younger teen moms. In the parenting classes, you're going to get a mix, but depending on what agency we're working with. So if we go into the Resolana program in the Dallas jail, for example, you could have mothers of any age. They're all eligible to take a parenting class. And they all come. It's pretty amazing. They want the information. They may be coming out of jail back to the house to a child they haven't seen in a very long time. They may have given birth in the jail. So it's really critical that they have that understanding. And then when they come out, then they can roll into the in-home mentoring program and have someone come to them. And so um, so that's any age. Um, and we can also, in Collin County, we have workers going out and doing in-home mentoring. And those ages tend to be a little older. The Collin County population is a little bit different. And so you don't have as many teens, but you do have older parents who are, you know, maybe it's a, a single mom in her early 30s, but she's out in a rural area. Mm. or she has a disability, or, you know, there's something along those lines. We also serve a number of dads. We just started a father's group specifically so dads could come together and support each other in what it means to be a father, what are the challenges, how do we address that as men, what does it mean to be a responsible father. Is it mostly single fathers, or is it— It's a mix. Okay. It's a real mix. And that's new? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just, we just started it. Yeah. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. are just growing yeah, and growing. <laughs> it really is. You're it, doing a lot. Yeah, yeah. How does the in-home mentoring process begin? How does that start? Because mm-hmm. you have to trust the person to get the information from if you were just meeting them yeah. in a warehouse space. Yeah. Then you add the idea of bringing these people into your own home mm-hmm. and really exposing yourself, your family. How do you set that up? How do you make it work? Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point. And really when Family Compass we rebranded ourselves before I came in, you know, between 2012, 2013, 2014. In that time frame, a lot of changes were happening, um, and the agency rebranded from Child Abuse Prevention Center 
And one of the things they had found was when you went out to someone's home, like you just described, and said, I'm from Child Abuse Prevention Center, and they haven't done anything yet, it becomes an immediate, you th- are you saying I'm going to abuse my child? And so, so that was one thing, is distinguishing ourselves from an agency that may be coming into your home to kind of police or have a different agenda. Mm. And so everyone that comes to us is voluntary. They want to have the services. And so they come to us through a variety of ways from school counselors. That's a big one. Clinics and hospitals are another big one. You get a pregnant teen who shows up at a clinic, and they'll make the referral. The partner agencies we have often make referrals. Word of mouth is huge, and so you can have a pregnant teen. She finds um, a friend of hers who's now in the same situation, and if she's with Family Compass, she says, hey, you need to call Family Compass. They'll come and help mm-hmm. you. And so that's a, big, that's a big piece as well. We do take referrals through the CPS system for one of our home mentoring programs, as long as there hasn't been a finding of child abuse. and they, But they've come to the attention of the agency, and the agency, the worker, knows that they need help. And we don't want them, we don't want those children to go into the system, and so they will refer them over to us. But again, it's voluntary. So when we start working with them, then taking them through the intake process, getting to know them, they have already said, yes, I want this. I really want this in my life. And the longer we stay with them, which can be up to five years, now we have a extended program. We can go up to six just in home mentoring alone. That relationship that they build with that worker becomes the center touchstone of their life. That is the magic right there. And so you can imagine if you've got an inconsistent environment and you don't have social support and you don't have adults in your life that are stable and then you have the worker from Family Compass every week or every other week coming out, coming into your home, working with you, building that relationship. They're non-judgmental, respectful, they're mentoring, modeling, they're kind of a friend with the, you know, benefits basically and really helping you with things that you're struggling with. We become the first place that they, where there's a challenge, where there's a success, that's the first text that goes out is to that family compass worker. I, I just thought of this, and I don't even know if we got into it last time, the idea of a teen who is pregnant getting your services, but they still live at home. Mm-hmm. With They're not on their own yet. How, right. how does that process right. work? Is it right. now you're teaching the parents and the pregnant person? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. that's a, that would, to me, add a whole yeah. other dimension uh, to getting this process done and getting everybody on the right path. Is that kind of how it works? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a mix. Every family is unique, of course. And so we do have some of our moms are living with their actual parents or parent, but that parent, for whatever reason, is struggling themselves. And so sometimes it's really they're both learning. Other times they're living with the grandmother or the aunt. You know, there's some sort of living situation that they're in Mm -hmm. that is not that familial. It's a step away from. And so then you get like grandma maybe wanting to be involved in the home entering sessions. She's part of that household. Okay, let's do it. You may have multiple children. You may have, you know, children from another parent. You may have all kinds of things going on in that. And so each time they prepare The staff prepares to go out for those visits. They have all of those things in mind, and they are tailoring what they're going to do to help that family to what the family's needs are and the makeup of the family. Is it about teaching them the basics of parenting? 
Is it does it get more in depth? If you're talking about a years long relationship, obviously mm-hmm. we're going to get past mm-hmm. the basics relatively quickly. Yeah. How does this process yeah. look, and is it truly different for each? family in person, or is there, let's say, a vague guide that, that you kind of adhere mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. an extent? Great question. So for the home mentoring programs, the two that we have, the one that I mentioned that's really geared more for the primary prevention, the, the teen moms, and then the more clinical one that where we take the CPS cases, there's a little more going on there. There are two different curriculums we actually use. They're both accredited and evidence-based, and they fit to each of these populations. Mm-hmm. And so the curriculums are they're huge and they have different modules and you can go through the curriculum completely out of order and so when you know the family needs help with empathy building then you you can very quickly move to that section or you're suddenly in the middle of realizing that they just they don't have a really good nighttime routine so let's let's really stop and talk about what that looks like or they may need help with finances okay so we're going to talk about that and so each each you can just jump around in those curriculums and tailor to the family. And so it can be very basic, but some of the families we're working with, they may know the basics already. And we get out there and then it's this deeper stuff that they, you know, they really need to work on. And so then as it comes up, and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. It's not like we just show up and it just happens. There's so much preparation on the front end. And then when you're done, you have to go back to the office or somewhere and make your notes on what you did, what happened, how they responded. And then you're going to then figure out what we're doing the next time. And so there's a lot of prep yes, on the front and back end of each visit. And so it is very tailored. It's actually each Each day can be different. Each family is different. So, is that why it works? That's why it's why it works. That's exactly why it works. It's not a cookie cutter approach. It's not a band aid. It's not short term. It's that long term. Like you don't learn to change behavior that you've learned over many years overnight. You learn to change it over two years, three years, four years, five years. You that's how we learn to change. It's not a quick thing. And this is why that it's that sustainable, permanent, different way of doing things that sticks with these families. And so it breaks those intergenerational cycles that they've been in. Ona Foster is the CEO of Family Compass. You can find them online at family-compass.org. It is Child Abuse Prevention Month. And this is. is I mean, this is kind of y'all's month. It is. This is what you guys are doing. Yes, it is. Now, when you have something like this coming up, how do you change what you're normally doing? Because I, I would think that you don't want to change things too much. You don't want to add too much onto your yeah. already very full plate. Yeah. But there's definitely going to be things that you're going to address and work on for this month. So whenever Child Abuse Prevention Month comes up, how do you guys participate in that? Absolutely great question. And so this month actually is jam-packed with all kinds of things on this. Um, this is, uh, it's actually a national um Child Abuse Prevention Month is national, and what Dallas City does every year is they issue a proclamation on behalf of the city. The county commissioners do this, and um, the proclamation, we go down to commissioner's court, and they issue the proclamation. All of the child abuse agencies that, um, like CASA and TexProtects, and, you know, we're down there, we come together and we go into commissioner's court, we speak to the commissioners, and they issue a proclamation proclaiming that Dallas City follows the national model. And 
from there, then there's an annual event. It's actually um, from this date. It happens on the um, April 12th this year. It's usually around that same time frame. And then um, it's held at CASA. And we partner with them. We chair the Child Abuse Prevention Coalition, which is a monthly group that meets all the agencies that have anything to do with keeping children safe come to that coalition. And then we kind of, it's a brain trust, and we share resources and information. And then we chair this annual event every year in April, and all those agencies come together. And then we pull in the Child Protective Services worker, you know, those frontline workers, the child welfare people, the CASAs, everyone that's kind of boots on the ground fighting this fight with us, we all get together and we really bring that issue to the forefront. Um, the DA is speaking, so it's a it's a pretty big deal. Within that realm, has the organization raised its profile over the years or since you have been a part of it? Because that's going to separate a lot of organizations that are working in the same field from the ones that are at the top of the heap, let's say, where they're really getting changed on at a city level, at a state level hopefully a national level. So have you seen the organization's profile grow through the years? And does it feel good to know that you're on the inside track here and that you're really working to make big change? Absolutely. We've really exploded. To quote my development director, this is how he sort of talks about it. It feels like it. we're just exploding onto the scene, even though the agency's been around, we're, on, we're in our 27th year. I was going to say, it's yeah, you're not a yeah. new organization, no, no, no. but there have been yeah. these huge leaps. Well, and when I came in, the organization had to sort of rebuild because there hadn't been someone in a leadership role for about a year, and there hadn't been someone in the development position for about a year. And so with a nonprofit, nonprofits die very quickly if they're not out there, you know, touching and being and yeah. seeing. And and so that was, it, it really took that first two years, took the first year for me to even figure out what the heck I was doing. And then really kind of, you know, really trying to turn that train. And then now we've found our stride and I've got the right people in place and we're kind of moving and grooving. And we ended the year last year, a couple really great things happened. Last year was really actually very phenomenal. Um, but right as the year ended, we received the um, Kuntzfoller family law. They created a brand new foundation, and they're right here in town. And um, we were their top recipient for their um, Kuntzfoller Gives a Damn <laughs> award. <laughs> it was it was actually a foundation. I like that. They, yeah, it's really cool, right? Yeah. And then out of the blue, we were chosen to receive the Chairman's Gift Award for ExxonMobil, which is a really huge deal, and yeah. that every year on the holidays, um, ExxonMobil, um, their chairman selects one charity, and we got selected last year. And they came out, they did a presentation at the agency, we made it into Dallas Morning News, and uh, yeah, so that was really cool. And so you start to see those things happen, and I don't know, we're just, we're kind of just moving and shaking now. Blowing up. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. It's exciting. It's good to it hear. It feels good. Yeah. I it's bet good. it does. Yeah. Absolutely. And it and it means that the mission is strong and that the families that need the help are getting it. And that's, you know, that's the stress you carry when you are in this line of work. And I've got to make all of this come together and work and roll and go because at the end of the day, that's really what matters. Speaking of that, you'd mentioned off mic something about getting some numbers and mm. that we were talking about yes. now you're, you're when you yeah. run an organization like this and you're doing the things that you're doing yeah. you're you're trying to help families and children so that's a it's a heavy burden mm-hmm. uh to carry 
what what were you referencing when you were talking about that? What were you mentioning? Yeah, uh, you know, when we, we track the state numbers and we track Dallas and uh, Collin County because we're in both. And so the number of calls that Child Protective Services receive, the number of cases, all of that has risen from last year to this year, which is, it's just, uh, it just breaks your heart. And the number of child deaths also more than doubled. Doubled? More than doubled yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and throw some positivity on this does this mean that more people are accepting services and they're reporting more does this really mean that these numbers have actually grown so great in a year or are the services starting to work and and we're shining a light on all this stuff finally yeah and that's the tricky thing with those with numbers is it's not a reflection of what's going on in the immediate moment, right? It's a reflection of what happened the year before, two years before. It's the unraveling of the things that have been prior. And if you'll recall, we had about a 52% turnover rate in CPS a couple years back. Do you remember when that hit? I the do news remember about that. Yes, all of that. So that was big news. And they hired brand new workers, got them in, got them trained, and those caseloads were so big that. You know, I mean, CPS workers, I mean, they are out there just doing God's work. It's incredible the amount, the load that they carry. And so I think this is just my opinion, you know, and I think that we're seeing kind of the tail end of the results of all of that struggle coming. I think that's really what I'm seeing hitting in those numbers. Now, I'm, I haven't done any research on that. or I'm No, just, no, no, we're not holding it you to know, you, but you when you're having a conversation about, like this, you're on the front line, and yeah. you're going to be noticing these things, and yeah. it's good insight. Now, maybe numbers and research years from now right. Right. will maybe show something else, but it's important right. to, to, to talk about this and to really see because even if it is maybe, let's say, it turns out statistically to not be the driving factor, it's something that needs to be talked about and something that needs to be focused on. Right. And so hopefully what we're seeing now with what what this says to me is that pre- prevention is more important than ever and keeping kids out of that system so the system can operate the way it is supposed to with the number of cases that it should have instead of the quadrupled or you know whatever the number is. And so... That, to me, is the driving factor. And every one of those deaths of those children is preventable. And I think that's the message, is that we can get in there early. We can get in there before it gets to that level. And that's the message we have to keep driving home. And so it it's not that it discourages me. It makes me sad. But it just makes me more wanting to get in there and just fight and talk about it. It does seem like information that would double down on the mission yep. of this organization. It's something that is going to drive you guys, not yep. deter you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that you guys always are looking for volunteers and people to help mm-hmm. out in things to do. If people want to be a part of Family Compass in that capacity, how do they do that? You know, we just, I mentioned um, uh, Sarah, our new volunteer coordinator. And we actually, on our brand new website, if someone, if you are out there listening. It's a great website. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah, really check good. it out. It's, it's brand new. And you can go to our About Us page, and you can see our volunteer form. You can download it. We have volunteers right now in our office helping us with filing. We have volunteers helping us with data entry. We have volunteers helping us with child care. We have all kinds of different things. We have a rainbow room that we need help stocking, you know, all different kinds of things, all the way up to events. We do car seat fairs we use volunteers for. So we have all kinds of 
different things going on, and we always love to have an extra pair of hands. And for anybody listening that would like to partake in your services, do they have to go through somebody, or is it just contacting the organization and starting that process there? They can just contact the organization. They can call us, 214-370-9810, and you can also do that from the website as well. All right. So on the calendar, we're going to look far ahead real quick. You guys have something coming up in July. You're doing a lip sync battle. <laughs> yes. Are you, uh... This is brand new. And it's so funny. We've been, as we go around and talk about this, um, our development director and the development team, they are really working on this one. It's a brand new concept. I don't think it's been done here before. I don't believe I've heard of this. I, I think he actually had to kind of search around states to see, you know, how has this been done? Um, it has been done, and um, the I can't remember what state it was done in. I want to say something like Georgia or something like that. And um, that agency that did it, they raised like I was over a hundred thousand dollars just doing a lip sync really? battle contest. All so right. this is a contest. It's in my mind, and I don't, I doubt that my development team would describe it this way, but it's kind of like back in the day when we would do the bolathons, and you get your team together, and then every team member raises money, and yes. then you put go in as a team, and yeah. then you bowl and compete. Well, it's the same concept, All sort right. of, I think. Um, <laughs> and you get your team together, and everyone does their little fundraising piece of it, and then they they get to compete in the lip sync battle. And then we're going to have coaches and... They're are, gonna, are you getting yeah. dragged into performance? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm not. You sure? I don't think Still so. Still early yeah, there, there to kind a, of figure that out. There, there may be a plot behind the scenes. I do not know, but... I mean, I don't um, know the people yeah. that you work with, but I can guarantee <laughs> that they probably are doing They've that. They've probably so. discussed it, I'd yes. watch out. Uh, and, and coming up very soon on April 22nd, you guys have a luncheon... We do. ...that is taking place... Uh, is it still open? Can people attend if they still want? It is. We are actually getting very close to selling out. I'm very happy to say, but we do have tickets left. It is at Dallas Country Club, and it's on the 22nd. That's the Monday after the Easter holiday, and we will be interviewing Gloria Compost. Jeff Brady is our MC, and um, we're going to have an interview with her talking about you know her work on Wednesday's Child, and you know so she this is near this issue is near and dear to her heart, and really talking with her about what this all kind of looks like in the landscape of Dallas from her perspective. Once again, if you're interested, that luncheon happening April 22nd over at the Dallas Country Club. Details Mm -hmm. on their website, family-compass.org. I've been speaking with Ona Foster. She is Family Compass's CEO. It was great speaking with you. Congratulations on all the success. Thank you, and thanks for having me. This is just always so fun. Come back. I will. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 